This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, depending on whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are excited, finally excited to be discussing Atlanta because I feel like it's starting to pick up a little bit. I will say, like, I did not see some of the drama with Drew happening and being the focal point of the second half of the season, but we will dive into that um, in a little bit. I first, I've got to talk about Miss Kenya. We love you, girl. <laughs> But that fall seemed extremely dramatic. And poor Candy wastes seven and a half hours of her last day of the trip in the Portugal hospital. I mean, I've seen jokes online saying like her BBL popped. Yeah. <laughs> which made me laugh. But no, it, it did seem a little dramatic. Felt like she could have had some ice, taken some ibuprofen and like toughened it out. I don't know if we're just in the stage with our kids where you're like really encouraging them um, yeah. in the most Dr. Becky way of like, right. all right, get back up, like get back up. You can keep it moving. But it just made me laugh. But what made me laugh even more was Courtney's saying like karma. She's like, I, yep. I, I was kind like, of, wow. <laughs> I kind of loved it. Um, I do think like the group has discussed that when Candy and Kenya are gone, it's a different vibe. And I think you'd have to agree because it did become a little bit more playful with with their absence. Um, I did also love as Courtney was saying that Drew was real quick to be like, I think we need to be careful how we're choosing our words. I'm like, well, of course you're going to have Kenya's back on this. You faked an injury in Jamaica. I mean, her ankle uh, injury slash fall before she had a race. Sonia, I mean, that to me was like kind of such a good moment. Um, but I will say if we don't have these fake dramatic injuries, you know, it just what are like we gonna... made me laugh. I mean, this yeah. is the second one for Kenya this season because let us not forget <laughs> what happened um, that deterred her performance that we didn't see in Alabama. So I just feel like Miss Kenya more hair care is a bit drama, dramatic. But let's get to some other highlights of this episode. I also enjoyed so the women go out shopping in Portugal. And I just found this so hilarious. But they have a chef who's going to be cooking lunch for them. And they're going through this market. And they see this rabbit. And they commented on the rabbit, how the rabbit had some great BBL. And that just, like, really tickled me. I think my favorite part is immediately everyone's like, Kenya needs that, B you know, that BBL. Kenya's jealous of that. Um because for those who maybe are just joining into Atlanta, it's kind of been an ongoing thing with Kenya that um, her butt is not real. Um, Which is okay. It's fine. I, but she's in denial of it. She has not necessarily. I think there's to... definitely been some enhancements. And yeah, again, it's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, but I did appreciate. I mean, that rabbit did have a good backside. <laughs> it did. It was it was a meaty meaty booty. It was a yeah, and I don't know if that's a part of rabbit that you would necessarily uh, cook from, but um, if so, I mean, if you're into it, if you're into yeah. that, that that rabbit seemed juicy. Uh, okay, so then we start talking about 
I feel like there was like a lot of discussion about both Marlo and her man. And then also um, we had Sheree and like kind of her relationship as well. And I felt like it was a little bit conflicting. Everyone's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm happy for Sheree. This is an upgrade. This guy's not, you know, in jail and we're just going to let her have this. And it did feel like then everyone was knocking Marlo and calling him a Tinder date. Yeah. I'm like, let's just let Marlo have her moment. Okay. First it's either she's dating wealthy men just for their money or, you know, I don't know. Like she seems to be happy. This dude seems respectable. We've seen him on camera. Like let her just have this moment. Can we please? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, but I think those are just the haters being haters and throwing shade and whatever. But I, I do appreciate that Marlo kind of took it in stride and didn't get activated by any of it. Cause it, it would be very easily too. Oh yeah. I, it, yeah. You could make it a bigger deal. I do think, while she might sometimes go from zero to a hundred very quickly, I think she knows from being like a friend of and kind of getting to watch a little bit more from the outside. Cause like when you're friend of in the reunions, you're typically not in the hot seat that much. I think she knows like when to make something big and when not to, and not so much in a self-producing way, but just like a self-awareness. And so I think like, even if it was bothering her, she's like, okay, I don't want to make this a big thing, which I'd appreciate. Cause I feel like it wasn't necessarily the time to, make it something huge. Um, I will, I wanted to add, I did love that, um, Moneta and Sonia, while they were doing like the painting, the pottery class decided to have this like fake fight. I don't know when they orchestrated this or when they decided to do it, but for a minute I thought it was real. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And like, the, <laughs> I love that Moneta like, I don't like the way you just looked at me. And so Sonia kind of in like a playful was like, you know, sometimes I'm going to make a face. And like, then they both stood up and acted like, they were pissed. Yeah. And I did love the kind of like the callback to what Candy said that really pissed Drew off. And they're like, and scene. Um, I don't think Candy meant it in a way where she was like trying to be rude. I think she was just more like, this is a little over the top. Like, you know, this is dramatic and scene type of thing. Like, I feel like people do that sometimes even like with themselves. I think she was being shady. I think it was deliberate. I think she's like, girl, you're but- doing way too much you're being Miss Drama Queen, you're showing your acting chops. And I think we're going to continue to see that. Or actually, we do see that later. Like, basically, let's talk about this moment. So the women had finished filming. They are this is a Candy's last night, they're having room service They're kikiing, they're talking. And production's done filming at like 1145. One of the women leaves her camera up. And it (laughs) which, of course, yes, of course, and like a very strategic spot. And I believe it was I mean, yeah, I mean, good on there. No, she I now get to see this. But let's also, and I like, these are the moments where I'm like, Marlo, sometimes where I'm like, I don't know if she deserves a peach or whatever. She studies. Like, she also probably knew like, oh, in Potomac, they yeah. loved it when Ashley kept the camera rolling and Lisa Rinna didn't have that in Beverly Hill. I think she's like, yes. well, you know what? Better to have the receipts. Better to have to the receipt. So essentially, essentially yeah. what comes up is the infamous Bolo bachelor at party. And what happened? Like, we're still talking about this bachelorette party. And Candy, basically, they're talking about Candy saw Drew kiss LaToya, who was no longer on the show. And it was brought up at the reunion. But Drew denies it and said LaToya even said it didn't happen. And what made me laugh, again, going back to Marlo, but in Marlo's confessional, she's like, it's 80% true. And the... Yeah. Production, production is like, just, what? She's like, she's so convincing. Like, yeah. I don't know. 
So it kind of goes back to the, like, I think that's why Candy has no problem throwing shade at Drew because she is so convincing uh, yeah. when she lies. I well, personally think it happened. Oh, I 100% think it happened. I mean, I feel like everybody was the way they were talking about it. I also think it's really um, beneficial to Drew's story that LaToya denied, then not denied it, LaToya apologized and said it was all made up, not on camera after the reunion. Um, and there's no receipt of this. I think Candy was definitely throwing shade when she said and seen. I don't think she was being like malicious with it the way Drew oh, was trying to make yeah. it out to be. Like, I don't yeah. think she was like, oh, I want to make fun of you for going through this lawsuit. And I, yeah. I'm i still confused behind the whole like, I love how Kenya's like, what's a thousand dollars split eight ways? Like we could take care of this tonight. Like, let's just end it. Um, and I so I like I think Candy was throwing shade, but I don't think she was trying to be malicious with it. But I think now like, oh, you're going to piss her off if you start lying. And I do feel like. I believe I think it. I think she did make out with Latoya. I think it'd be really weird if she, all of a sudden, like everyone's saying it, and it was all just like, how was something from two seasons ago still being discussed if it was just a big fake storyline? Um, that's what happens in Beverly Hills, not in Atlanta. So I just feel like I think there's a lot of truth to it. And then we see the confessional for next, possibly next week, but future, you know, into the season. They ask her if she's ever, I don't know, been with a woman or made out with a woman. And she starts like crying. And I just, I'm like, did I miss this? Because when Ralph and Drew announced their divorce, I think we were all so excited because we hated Ralph. Did I just not see that there were rumors? Yes, I miss that. Like, we're on it, you guys. Yeah. We're typically, if not at the break of that breaking news, we are like right behind it. And I totally miss that as well. So I felt, I do agree with you. I think the excitement of her separating from Ralph kind of put this, like swept that under the rug. But regardless, I feel like what's happening here is a housewife here who's been trying to control her story when lots of other things are happening behind closed doors and it's now bubbling to the surface. And it's like, you can't hide or run from this anymore on camera. Like, it's been out there. It's been talked about. The streets are talking, as they like to say. And I don't know. I, she kept saying, Drew kept saying, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on right now yeah. that you don't know. And I really needed someone to be like, like, what? What? What is yeah. going on? Like, tell us what's going on. I think she would have set herself up better for the rest of this had she led her own story. I think that's something that's a miss on Housewives in general. There's going to be a smoking gun of some kind you're better off like leading that narrative on your own. 100%. I do think like after we see this just kind of naturally come up during the sleepover party. Thank you, Marlo, for filming it. Um, (laughs) It did make sense though why she was so over the top and so super dramatic and like this lawsuit is terrible for us. Cause like, even as a viewer, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, was she not, was she a cook or was she not? Do you owe her money or do you not? Like, and if you do owe her money, like, hundreds of not hundreds but like dozens of housewives have found themselves in situations where they owed people money and it became a public thing you paid them it's over with whatever i feel like that's why too she was make, trying to like kind of bring everything back to that lawsuit and like oh like this really has been hurtful for us and like was hoping like that became a bigger storyline knowing all of this other stuff is going on and i agree with you like it's a mess own the story tell it yourself i hope Kyle Richards is paying attention to this and whatever is going on with her. Um, she kind of gets that story, tells it herself and gets it like kind of like, yeah. And out. I do want to be also like respectful. I realize this could be someone who's 
discovering things about their sexuality. Yes. And I know there's a delicate balance there. I do want to recognize that. However, I do think there's ways to get a, ahead of it and take control of it. Yeah. So bring it on, Drew. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see. I think we're nearing the end of Atlanta. Of course, it finally picks up. It's like they get the groove mm. right when it's ending. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what they're going to do next season. I think. I think everyone can agree this is not a great season for Atlanta. It hasn't felt like the Atlanta that we love that's always had such a strong cast. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. I think some people will be out and a certain fan favorite will be back in. I would be shocked if Portia is not on next season. And so oh, me too. I agree with you with that. And maybe even Kim Zolciak. I don't know. She needs the money. She, she needs, needs the money. Some, she needs the money. <laughs> and we'll just we'll discuss are they or aren't they divorcing um, in our episode that comes out later this week when we talk about headlines. Um, but before we dive into Roni, we wanted to talk to you about a partner of ours that we've been so um, fortunate to be working with. Green Chef has been a just a great way to incorporate more healthy meals into you know the weekly uh, menu that often falls on us as parents to figure out what are we all going to eat as a family. Um, I think what I really love and appreciate about it is just so many options. Just like there's 50 plus weekly menu um, items to pick from. So you can discover new things that you like. You can try kind of old favorites, do a little mix and match in there. They also have great 10 minute lunches. I know for me, when I'm working from home, lunch is like my biggest struggle. Um, I often don't have a lot for myself for lunch. I have a lot for my kids lunches that I always like end up packing for them. But for myself, I kind of struggle with that. So it's just a great way to have a quick 10 minute lunch in there too. You can set that up as part of your weekly delivery. And um, honestly, I just think too, I've been surprised by how much like my kids have enjoyed it. Um, they're trying more vegetables, even different meats as it you know relates to fish. So um, definitely something that you want to try out with your family if deciding what's for dinner or what's for lunch is a trigger phrase for you. And of course, we've got a deal for you because we want you guys to all be able to enjoy it without um, it hitting your bank account too hard. So go to greenchef.com slash realmoms50 and use code realmoms50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's real moms, sorry, real moms 50. So greenchef.com slash real moms 50. And of course, it's the number one meal kit for eating well. So to get 50% off plus free shipping, go to greenchef.com slash real moms 50 and use code real moms 50 at checkout. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. I am loving Roni. And there are moments where like there's fights with these women that if you are not a seasoned housewife fan, you might be like, this is so stupid. Why are we fighting over what we're eating? But it's like, this is, these are the petty, silly things that make housewives housewives. And this is what I think Roni's been missing. We've had big, like deeper, darker arguments or fights or just conversations about like sobriety 
divorce. Like, it's like, oh, like, you know, we, every now and then those sprinkled in have their place, but deciding like, okay, people are arriving at four. Are you serving them lunch? Or are you serving them a snack knowing they're going to eat dinner at seven? And I just love the fact that uh, we've got Sai, Uba, and uh, Giselle riding together and they call Aaron to ask like, will you have food for us? And she said that she's going to have caviar for everyone. And they are like, okay, how close is your house to provisions? Which um, I, biggest insult to like caviar, Vanessa and I recently realized how much we love caviar. I mean, we ride or die caviar. Yeah. Like if you have caviar at any form of function, I don't care if it's like for dinner, we're just having caviar. I will drive through Taco Bell on the way home and be happy as can be with the caviar you serve me. I was just shocked at how quickly the women were like, oh, caviar. Like I know they were like, oh, this isn't filling. I will say though, and I I think you would probably agree as someone who hosts, I tend to want to have like, if I'm hosting a more food than I would need. Amen. I think of like that's ingrained in me, like through my mom and Latin culture. But I also think you being like a fabulous host, I would probably have way more appetizers than I would need to have knowing, even if knowing that we're going to have dinner, I'd rather have something that's like somewhat filling. So I, a tiny bit of me can get it because caviar is not very filling. I mean, it was on no, chips and, and like dill and stuff. However, so that's one side. However, it is four o'clock and they are going to be eating at seven. So that kind of throws that out the window a little bit. But of course, they found a way to make it all about that because they didn't eat lunch. They didn't think to eat lunch while they were packing their eight bags. I mean, as they side packed her entire closet. So she was busy. She worked up an appetite. I think what I would have done in that situation as I maybe would have called and said, are you going to be, are you going to have anything? I would have called like maybe a little bit like morning of and say, I'm going to the store. I wanted to bring some, you know, just some snacks and bites for everyone as a thank you for hosting all of us. I didn't want to duplicate or have something that wouldn't go with what you were serving. What would be the best thing for me to bring or ask like, what are, you know, what are you serving? And she's like, oh, I'm doing caviar. But like, oh, great. Well, do you mind if I get a bunch of like, sliders or small chicken salad sandwiches or just like something that would like still complement that, but be a little bit heavier. That would be my way of going about it. I also absolutely would not show up with toilet paper, but I 100% love that side did. Like that to me <laughs> is like so hilarious. Yeah. You got to have mean, the- Charmin is the best. Cha-cha-cha Charmin. I mean, I don't, that what, what toilet paper do you have at your home? So I actually use the, um, Kirkland brand, but I, oh. it's like three pliers. I feel like it's very, it's a very good. Comparable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, a true ride or die for Charmin um, toilet paper. That's what I carry at my home. Plus a Viva paper towel. So I love, uh, I don't want to say a thicker piece of paper. because yeah. kind of gross. Well, I do love a but, thicker paper towel. I will say I, so Charmin, I liked, always liked Cottonelle over Charmin. Oh, That's snap. I am Ride or die, Charmin. Cha-cha-cha. Sponsor us, Charmin. Um, But anyhow, so on top of that, they get the caviar and then brings out Jenna Lyons comes with the pajamas. Sexy pajamas. With the lingerie. Yeah, because Erin actually had really nice pajamas laid out for everyone. If I showed up to her house and she had silk pajamas with my name embroidered on it, I would be so excited. But yeah, Jenna comes with lingerie and I feel like she it's someone she's partnering with and so it's like the person kind of looked at everyone's Instagram to figure out their style and like what size would be best for them I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I 
do not understand why Giselle was so bothered by the fact that her her lingerie was a size large. I feel like anybody around our age in your 30s, you've come to realize like if I go shop at a boutique, there's it's typically like smaller. Like, you know, Vanessa, you usually wear a small. You might have to get a medium. You might have to get a large and something. I might be mm-hmm. looking on the plus size of something because I typically wear a large or extra large when I'm going boutique shopping. If I'm just strolling into Gap or Old Navy, I'm probably picking up a large. If something looks really like oversized, I might need a medium. Like, I just feel like as you get older, you understand the fact that like the size, the, the, the like the letter or the number on a label isn't always indicative of really anything. And it shouldn't anyway, like it shouldn't, as long as it fits you, like why, why does it matter? And I felt like she was more upset by the size large than the fact that she felt like it wasn't as sexy as some of the other women's. Yeah. I mean, the Giselle of it all, I think a couple of things here is happening and we know, cause we are in the thick of it as a lot of people like to say with our kids, but I think, yes, she just had a baby. Her body has changed. She does work in fashion. So she's around, I think, unfortunately, thinner, thinner. That's like probably populating in her head. And I think three children, she probably saw herself in one way, but hasn't fully embraced how her body has changed. And I kind of wish the women like this is me empowerment moment here. I kind of wish they would have like dug more into that versus not having sex for um, what was it a year But I mean, that also could be why. I mean, she's probably just maybe uncomfortable with how her body's changed and evolved. And I wish they would have gotten to the meat of that. I do think, too, I was kind of laughing because they were pushing it on and on about the sex. And I do think, like, I'll be honest, like eight weeks, even three months after having a baby, I wasn't like a horny girl, (laughs) horny woman. And like, Kyle, let's get it in. I wasn't like that. But eventually, yes, like we definitely I had sex before the one year mark. Um, But I thought they were giving her too hard of a time on that. I wish I agree. I felt like they were giving it too. I do appreciate I felt like Aaron was a little bit more of a place of like, I want you to like, seek enjoyment more like like because she was like, to be a little bit vulgar is like, I want you to come I like, that's I think her New Yorker directness. But I think she was kind of like, I want you to like, have some sort of enjoyment and pleasure um, in your life and like, you know, with your husband. Um, yeah, I feel like too, like when Cy was quick to be like, no sex and finance is what like ruins a marriage. I felt like that was more than like putting the blame on Giselle. And like you said, instead of being like, cause she said, I don't like my C-section scar. I feel like it would have been a great time for Cy to be like, Hey, like, you know, I'm an influencer. I see all different like shapes and sizes. Like men don't care. Like, I don't know. It could have just been an opportunity. I agree to like build her up a little bit, but I just kind of felt like overall Giselle was just annoying this episode and such a wet blanket. She was very annoying. And I just, I agree. And again, we're kind of jumping around, but we're focusing on the lingerie when they later on in the episode, try it on and everyone's having fun. And she's talking about how much she hates it. I would never Ever. And I think most of us have this awareness. If you're gifted something, you always act like you like it. Even if you're putting it on in front of everyone, you try to like give that face. Like you might say, oh, I wouldn't have picked this out. But wow, yeah. it looks uh, the color. Talk about the or color. Or like, you know. I mean, she could even have said like, this is like, yeah, like this is great. Cause I, you know, I don't love my C-section scar and this isn't tight around my stuff. I don't know. Like she could have just, I there's feel some like some way. I yeah. mean, we sound like the Midwesterners and I know. coming out. Like there's different ways. It just but was I, ungrateful. Yeah. It was 
I think she took it too far. It's one thing to make one comment. I think I could let that slide, but she kept going on and on. And in front of Jenna Lyons, who did call her a fashion victim. Yeah. I did <laughs> uh, love that. Yeah. So I just, and I, but on the reverse, I did love that sigh in her professionals. I'd call her out. Like this is the directness yeah. that like we love in New Yorkers and yeah. like, just call her out. Like, excuse me. That's pretty rude when I took the time to like gift this to you and you're being an ungrateful bitch. That's yeah. what I would have said. Um, I will say the level which Jenna was annoying, uh, Giselle was annoying, com- like does not even like compare to the level in which Uba became the MVP. I feel like we didn't get much of Uba in the premiere. And it could be, I think, like, and we saw this in the Watch What Happens Live, they kind of said like Uba and Bren were like the biggest personalities. And with Bren gone, Uba just like, got to shine this episode. And I feel like she is so funny and just like quick, like witted and quick with her little like quirks and actions, but so refreshing. I mean, the fact that like she has to have provisions and like was so like, she was gung ho about getting provisions. And then um, she had (laughs) the fact that it was closed was just like even more amazing. Um, She had a sit facing north when she's going to eat she had a you know brought her compass with her i love that she then said like i want some like um keep giving me mocktails until i can't stand which is just i don't know and then she took the coconut milk like to me this is like so refreshing and this is a type of housewife i feel like i don't even know who i could compare her to where i feel like the other women you do sometimes like oh they remind me a little bit of this or they're a mix of this and this and uba to me is just like so refreshing and so like who she is and i feel like we've never had a housewife like this and i'm just excited to keep oh i like i just think she's so funny i mean i just really i really really enjoy her she seems very charismatic and just like a prankster she got a little prankster energy which i know you love but I just thought the whole thing was hilarious of her, like, just going in the kitchen and, like, taking this coconut milk. And Aaron's like, what the fuck is going on? And going on and on about that. But uh, another food moment that I want to talk about is Aaron talking about the next morning and how she's going to make shoshuka <laughs> for so everyone, good. which is good. It's, like, basically, if you're not familiar with that, do a quick Google search. But it's essentially, like, an egg dish with tomatoes it's yeah it's uh an indian like breakfast dish and it is like um some vegetables and like tomato like a tomato more of like a mix between like a paste and a sauce as a lot of like spice to it um not necessarily spicy but just like spice and flavoring and then it's you put the eggs on top of it it's really really good it's um i've made it at home it's a great dish to make like if you want to do breakfast as dinner but like incorporate vegetables um but she's offering to make that for everyone and then her trainer was coming. So I agree with this. And I'm curious because you sometimes work out in the morning. Um, I am not one that can, I can't eat much before I work out. Oh, some, same. I, yeah. I would maybe eat a banana. Like if yeah. I know it's going to be intense, I have to have like a banana. So I don't feel like lightheaded, but I would much rather eat afterwards. Yes. 100%. So I feel like it was, I think Aaron was tr- like, I think it's more like, this is how I do things and thought everybody else would want to do it. I then loved that Jenna was like, well, I want my d- dreamy coffee. And so she's like, I'll go get Aaron's special or get Aaron's like, I'll go get Jenna's special coffee. Everyone else can have regular coffee. And they're like, wait a minute, we want Jenna Lyons coffee. Like I would be the same way. Wouldn't you want to like, if oh my God, says, I would definitely be the same way. It yeah. just is so high maintenance. And it, I, I love, love it, it though. This is yeah. like what I expect from housewives. I do think also 
in a way, that's the refreshing part of getting older because you give zero fucks and you're like, no, I'm not doing this shit. Don't give me Folgers. I want dreamy. Like, I'm not saying yeah. Aaron had Folgers, but give me give me the dreamy. I just thought it was such a fun episode. It was so great. Um, let's talk about Jenna's moment yes. um, that came out in this episode. Well, pun intended there, I guess. I know. It came out in this episode. But Giselle, like, straight up asked, like, when did you decide that you're not into men anymore? And... Jenna shared this story where she's talking to her friend and in this conversation with her friend who happened to be a lesbian kind of reignited something in her in the sense of like, wow, that's like some, a fire that's been missing. And then she started fantasizing and thinking about this friend. And then this, her and this friend and Jenna ended up having um, a relationship and three weeks into the relationship, they were, she was outed by the post. And I think what's like, even like, to be outed, I think, would be terrible in any form. But the fact then that she said that, like, the CEO of J. Crew and their PR team called her and basically were like, the post came to us and said, Jenna Lyons was seen, like, dining with a, a female, you know, companion. Do you want to confirm or deny this? And she just said, confirm. Um, I think that's tough, especially when it's in the beginning when you're still figuring out, like, is this something where I only want, like, I, you know, I think it's hard to, like, I would imagine it'd be hard to define that and to not know fully how you feel. And the fact that she, you know, has a kit, like I just, there's a lot of layers to that. And I feel like it, it would be very unfair, but I can then understand then why. And there's been a lot of mixed feelings on this in our DMS and in the comments, why then she might want to keep a relationship that she has private. And so people were asking about her girlfriend and she basically said, that I'm not going to talk about her because she doesn't want to be part of this show. And I feel like this is such a thing where people get split 50, 50. Cause it's like, well, you're up, you're on this reality show and everyone else has to share what's going on with their husbands and what's going on with like their significant others or their girlfriends. And like, why are you different? I think though, if, like when you're coming in from the beginning and you're like, okay, if this is going to be about me, we could talk about me coming out, becoming a lesbian, how that all happened. I can sh like she does share a lot like I mean no different than like how Sonia talks about sex so she'll be like it's no different for women or it's you know mm -hmm. like, like I do think she's sharing more it's not like she's like I won't talk anything about like being with a woman but she just doesn't want to talk about her girlfriend um I I respect it and get it but I think it also you have to keep in mind how she was outed yes I definitely see that side so I'm on the other side where I'm very annoyed about this I've had healthy debates with people in the in the DMs regarding this and listen, I see everyone's point. I see the point of that person didn't want to be on there. It's possible that person wasn't outed, hadn't become, come out themselves. Like, I truly understand all of that. I just get very annoyed when someone comes on reality TV and it becomes where they, I get protecting people close to you, but where you won't even like, just even talk about the relationship. You don't even have to say her name. Just say, yeah. My girlfriend, my partner, and I, yeah. we enjoy hanging out and Netflix watching thing. movies. I don't, I don't yeah, know, like, right? I, that part, like, I just get annoyed as a viewer because everyone else on the cast is doing it, and this one person has special rules, and it, that part just annoys me. Again, again, I'm not on reality TV. I don't know what I would do if I was in Jenna's shoes. I just get annoyed by the premise of it. It just makes me feel like someone's like self-producing a little bit. 
what I will give Jenna credit, she at least said it on camera. A lot of the times I feel like we hear about this, like we've heard rumblings of Beverly Hills, like we don't talk about the husband, you know. Yeah. Don't talk about the husband, like where it was like a cast rule where they wouldn't talk about certain things. However, again, I'm just a little annoyed by it. That's all. I, I see both sides. I guess I um, also think because it's like so like, you know, this is the second episode. She's so new to the franchise. If she kind of says this from the start. It would be a little like, it's, I don't know, I, I kind of get it more where like I think about people like, um, I mean, even like Rand in the beginning, it was like, couldn't say his name, you weren't going to talk about, you know, like that to me is like, okay, well, you were on this show. And then you started, I don't know, it's like, it's a little different. Um, but maybe I'm yeah, just, I just, I just get a little bit annoyed. And I yeah. just. I, it's, that's all it is, guys. I'm well, just a little bit annoyed. People are also, I like Jenna. I mean, I was saying, it's because people are like interested in her life, want to know more about her. And I do think like a big piece of most of the time who these women are is their dynamic with their partner, um, whether it's a husband, a wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be. Uh, those dynamics are like I me, mean, it, it's a big part of your life. Um, so like, you know, not sharing some of that is leaving a big part of your life out. Yeah. Um, so like not even, I mean, I don't know if we'll see her son. I get the kid thing more than yeah. I guess relationships. Well, it's, it's so, a minor, you know, yeah. and like, no, I the, totally get that. And the father might not agree. Like there's, you know, there's always so many, like, there's definitely layers yeah. to that. But anyways, you guys can come at me again in the DMs. I'm or come at getting, me. I mean, people no. have been, people most, I will say we'll do a it's poll. Like 50, I feel like 50. I actually feel like it's a little bit more, more like 60, 40, 60% annoyed, 40% okay with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, and I feel like for next week, uh, Bryn, big, big personality. Bryn is back. Um, and we're also going to see just, just, you know, Giselle in the hot seat and I'm, I'm ready for that. Like she needs to, I need her to kind of like not be this wet blanket all the time. I, I really am excited to see what happens with her. Um, and I hope it's a positive change because right now I'm like, Oh girl, like, I don't know if you're gonna get a second season if you keep this up. I mean, I think it's probably the discomfort. And I think for her, I feel like she's trying to, She's not being authentic is what it yeah. feels like to me. I mean, I guess maybe she is being authentic and being bratty. So I guess there's that one end. <laughs> maybe that's just but who we're she all is. like, I think we're all like, just get the stick out of your ass and just have fun. Amen. And on that, uh, we will talk to you guys in a few days. We're going to have to come up with a new phrase because we will catch you next week. Doesn't make sense anymore. So I know it sounds like make it a great day or not. The choice yeah. is first. Al Roker. <laughs> no, I don't know. But we, we will catch you guys. in. Oh, before we let you guys go, you know, the drill. We yes. have a goal of making it to a thousand reviews. Okay. And we're getting up there. So please do your part in this, do your part in this mission by supporting us. Give us five stars or quick written review. Shout out to JKU 86-4289 for the love these ladies. Love that. Keep it simple. Hers was super nice and short. Loved it. Yeah. You guys can do that. You can do that while you're listening <laughs> right now. Just go ahead, scroll down and hit five stars. It's that simple. All right. And uh, yeah, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.